wanna pet them on your da, 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 this da. babe part two the hunting <laughs> goodwill hunting the hunting what what was that called goodwill two oh goodwill hunting two hunting season gross <laughs> <laughs> she's louise it's fucking funny uh-huh. okay do you have an introduction for this next half Part two, so before you guys did your, I mean, before you did your first episode, which was Fargo, yeah. you wrote a bunch of questions, or did you find these questions somewhere? We wanted to introduce ourselves, so yeah, we, we um, had a list of movie-related questions, just to really kind of share our perspectives, and I think it's, it's fun too, because I bet a lot of our answers have changed since then. It was our very first episode, um, and I, I, I'm really proud of it, and I think uh, Kaylee and Kimmy are as well. It just kind of showcases who we are, and it's not about the format, and so I, I do like this episode. So we only have 12 questions, some maybe uh, requiring lengthier answers than others, but they are just kind of get-to-know-you-and-your-movie-taste questions. And I'm also wondering if maybe you'll, you'll have some repeats now. Maybe. Probably. So far in this episode, the only thing you've repeated is T2, right? Yeah. I, I definitely have repeats on this from the first part. Yeah. And you've, you've shared your love for Christopher Nolan. Um, what else does Daniel love? I'm, I'm thinking back to your uh, core memory movies. Interesting. Let's get to it. Would you guys revisit this question to see? Because you've I been doing I... your podcast three years now? No, no. It's about, we're like a week shy of two years. Um, so maybe, maybe like episode 100, we can look back at these ones or something. I don't know. That would be fun. It would be. I, I would like to add some new ones. I don't know why. I'm getting like really skeeved out that it was 12 questions. Like, why would I pick that number? I don't like looking at it. I wish it were 12. <laughs> I wish it were 10 or 13 or 15. I'm disgusted right now. At least it's an even number. <laughs> at least. But like 13 is a better number. Why, why didn't it? Why wasn't it just 12. Maybe we came up with things on the spot, I don't recall. Okay, question number one from the Get to Know Your Movie Tastes questionnaire. I don't know why we started on such a low note either. What is the most depressing movie you've ever seen? So if you follow me on Letterboxd, you may know that I have a list... Oh, yeah. <laughs> ...called Misery, yeah. where I put every depressing, horrible, they're not bad movies, but they, they leave you feeling empty. empty. And you put a joke on there too. Yes, and I have a, <laughs> a joke that I stand by, but one of the movies on that list is called Chronic. It's from 2015, directed by Michelle Franco, starring Tim Roth and Sarah Sutherland. She's in it. Um, so it's about a man who works in hospice mm. And it's a really unromantic look of, into these patients who are going to die soon and the, the pain and suffering that they go through and the, the character that Tim Roth plays is damaged soul too. Wow. It's, it's heavy and there's no music in it either. It's also more than one Tim Roth movie you got on that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows okay? how to pick them. That's, that's all I have to say. Okay. But. That that movie is a is a downer, and it it is seared into my brain. Did you recently add it to the list? No, it was oh. one of the first things. Interesting. I think. And what's your joke on the list? 
<laughs> my big fat Greek wedding too. Right. <laughs> That's a great joke. Because <laughs> you have you have Son of Saul. You have yeah. You have Chronic. Funny games. Funny, funny I for games. For some reason, thought it was the best exotic marigold hotel too, or something. <laughs> awesome. Okay, question number two. What is the most disturbing movie you've ever seen? Funny you may ask. Funny games. <laughs> uh, also starring Tim Roth. Yeah. Uh, Naomi. Naomi Watts. Uh, directed by Michelle Haneke. He is an Austrian director who... I thought it was Michael Hankey. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I say it in my head. <laughs> uh, Mr. Michael Hankey, the Christmas poo. <laughs> What is that? It's from South Park. It's Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Oh, bummer. But uh, he he is a he is an artiste. His movies do not have music either, and he has a great style. He wants you to pick everything up from the image and the screenplay. The acting is top notch. And Funny Games is a deconstruction of a type of torture porn horror movie. Mm -hmm where the antagonists are literally torturing the protagonist the entire time, and it's asking you, is this what you want to be watching? It's really strong. It's following the same rules as the movies that you watch. Yeah. Why is this different? So it's not a fun time. And recently, so I, I did my answers a few weeks ago. I, I, I did an addendum because we watched something recently that kind of sucked the life out of me a little bit. But Jawline, that, mm. that, that <laughs> broke a part of me. I'm, was I'm hard. too homosexual to eat pizza that way. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're too homosexual to... Eat pizza out of a cardboard box? Is that the worst part of the movie? No, no. but it is, yeah. I, I, I really like that as a documentary, just in, well, showing us... Showing us something like Funny Games, where we think of that as so fictional and everything, because to an extent it is. Mm -hmm. Experiences like that have befallen people, and, and people have experienced that and such, but something like Jawline is the secret killer that is all around us everywhere, mm -hmm. all the time, and that's just a horrifying movie. Yeah. I just had a thought that Jawline sort of reminds me of Hot Girls Wanted, mm -hmm. and that yeah. same sort of naive pursual of... Something that's not really something that we should be pursuing. No, and it's really sad too because I am scared for someone like Austin, and if he if he were to go somewhere, he could ease. If he were female, how could he not respond to an ad like Hot Girls Wanted? Like that, just and he who knows he could unfortunately find himself in such a situation as that. But yeah, it's a great it's a great movie to watch in conjunction with the social dilemma mm -hmm. and. I'm sorry you watched it, but I know you wanted to. I wanted to, yeah. and please don't apologize. It it's it was a must watch. Um, question number three: Name eight movies starring your favorite Michael Fassbender. My favorite Michael Fassbender? Well, I can only think of one Michael Fassbender, and he's my most favorite. Yeah. So I'll name eight of his movies. Okay, okay. X Men First Class. I put that on there because it's one of his blockbusters, but it also. He gives a powerful performance. He's my favorite part of that movie, especially the, the bar scene. Shame, which mm -hmm. we have talked about a little bit. Tortured sex addict in that movie. And Glorious Bastards, oh, yeah. where he's playing a suave film critic who <laughs> is going undercover and has one of the best sequences in the entire movie. Yeah. Alien Covenant, which is not the best alien film, but... 
he is carrying that movie on his shoulders, playing the roles of both Walter the robot and David the robot, and... Oh, so is that the only one where he's two people? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He kisses himself. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you chose that one instead of, like, Prometheus. <laughs> oh, I'm never but... going to be able to live down Prometheus. <laughs> well, I just thought you loved it. <laughs> I did. I mean, and I... Given how much I fucking talked about it in college, that's what people should expect. If it makes you feel better, I got there at the tail end of that. I only knew your legacy. I didn't actually hear you talk too much about Prometheus. Thank God. I don't think you ever talked about it. I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully it had gotten out of my system. I had to run that joke into the ground. Uh, Second, uh, not second, but next film, Pitch Black Heist, which is a short film. Starring Michael and Liam Cunningham, who plays Davos on Game of Thrones. Uh, it's about, it's in black and white. It's about two men who have to train for a bank robbery completely in the dark. And so they set up a room with boxes for the obstacles and they blindfold each other to try huh. to prep. Huh. And there's, there's more depth in it, but I'm not yeah. going to spoil it. Next up, Light Between Oceans, starring Michael and his who would become his wife, Alicia Vikander. That's where they fell in love. That's I'm where sorry, they met. I'm sorry, what? They're actually married? Mm-hmm. They oh got married. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. And it's uh, another period piece. Very touching, emotional, very emotional movie, and they mm-hmm. both bring their A-game in that. Have you read the book? No. I have it if you want to borrow it. Oh, you didn't like it, I right? didn't read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. 300, which is just a pure Zack Snyder action movie. I still haven't seen that one. But it's it's entertaining. He has a great line in it. Who is he in it? He's just a soldier. Okay, so like Gerard is the lead. Gerard's the lead, and he's kind of third important soldier. Oh, okay. Faramir is also a soldier, but... Who's that? From Lord of the Rings, Faramir. Oh, David Wenham? Oh. Mm. Shout out to you, Kimmy. I know you know who that is. <laughs> is he the red-headed one? Yeah. Oh! I got it? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> that his... only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gimli. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know who it is then. Uh, moving on. <laughs> and uh, Steve Jobs. Nice. Which is a flawed movie. I have spoken... But it's at, fun! ...at length about... Aaron Sorkin, but Michael Fassbender brought his A-game, and there's a funny story of the background of him being cast in it. Aaron Sorkin, his emails leaked because it was during the Sony hack. Oh, no. (laughs) And he had said, I don't know who the fuck Michael Fassbender is. Why would I want him in my movie? And Michael Fassbender was rightfully offended by that. But then uh, Aaron eventually came to see some of his films and apologized to Michael. That just seems like Aaron's a bad film viewer. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so he, he ended up in the movie and great gave a great performance as Steve Jobs. Much to the chagrin of Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> From what I've heard, he was extremely apologetic. I bet. Him. Yeah. And his emails were leaked, which is not okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, Danny Boyle. Shout out. Shout out, Danny Boyle. We love you. Number four, what's the most aesthetically pleasing film you've seen? Which I think we phrased really differently on our episode. Like, we tried to describe this in a way of, like, 
the setting you loved and all that stuff. So I'm excited to hear your answer. This is a polarizing movie, but if anything is undeniable, undeniable about it, it is a beautiful movie. The Revenant, directed by Alejandro González Señorito, shot by Emmanuel Lubezki. Mm. It's one of his three Oscar wins for cinematography, and it is gorgeous. They got beautiful shots of nature that they lucked out on. It's beautiful. Has he won more than Roger Deakins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Roger's at two now. Roger! Roger won twice in a row? Roger! Yeah. And then, speaking of Mr. Deakins, my oh, second nice. pick is Blade Runner 2049. Cool. I'm so happy that he, w- he was nominated 17 times and had never won for Best Cinematography. And he won for a sci-fi movie, which wow. is cool. And it's Blade Runner 2049, which is a landmark... For reasons I explained in our previous yeah. session. So I was, I was very pleased with I'm that. I'm happy he's worked with Denis so much. Question number five. Who is your favorite director and three of films you've seen of theirs? Who is my favorite director, Courtney? Um, I didn't like the way you said that. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be sarcastic. You know who it is. Is how I should. Is Christopher Nolan? No. <laughs> No. I know it's not. Um, it's not Quentin. You stressed me out in the way that you said that to me. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. No. <laughs> Fincher. Oh my god. See, you stressed me out in the way that you said that By to me. By just saying, who is my favorite? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to answer the same way you said the Michael Fassbender thing. Oh, that's really funny. No, because here's my answer. And so right now it's really funny that you scared me. <laughs> I mean, I could change it. No, who's your... (laughs) What are three picture films you've seen? We've watched many. We've watched many. I've watched... In the last year, I watched almost all of his movies. Nice. Which I'm happy to. Uh, Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Fight Club, and Seven. No. No. That's too easy, though, Courtney. (laughs) Say them again. Say your picks. Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Gone Mm -hmm. Girl, and Seven. Okie dokie. That gave me anxiety. (laughs) Daniel, like, looked into my soul and was like, don't get it wrong, and what you're thinking is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. We love him. Do you want to speak more to him or no? When's when's the fucking Fincher series coming out on your pod? Fincher series? Yeah. Kevin doesn't want to do it. Oh, I'm not asking about Kevin. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm just asking, like, why isn't there a Fincher episode? Do you see this, by the way? She's she's fallen onto the computer. And she's getting mad at me the more she falls, and I can't help it. She did this. <laughs> it's like she's sitting on a log, and she's sliding off of it. Yeah. I think she's happy where she is right now. Yeah. What? Okay, there you go. You goofball. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you would ever do a Fincher episode or something like that. I just feel like I don't have anything interesting to say about him. He... I have seen so many video essays That's fair. on him, and I'm I'm an idiot compared to those people. Oh, they they yeah. have interesting you found those to videos. Talk about so what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> Question number six: What is one movie you could watch on repeat over and over again? So for some reason, it's been The Assistant recently. Yeah, geez. I, I I can't explain it. That movie is immersive in a way that I really appreciate. And I love the setting, just this bland office, yeah. this sinister 
office. So, so peculiar to think that that's where some of the best art or your favorite art could begin and crush people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An office. Yeah. And just how it's not something, I mean, there are overt abuses and then there's the everyday abuse that mm-hmm. that movie documents. Yeah. It's a hard watch. Question number seven, what is your favorite comedy? So not a hard watch. Don't do it, ho. <laughs> comedy. Hot Fuzz. Of course, Which, yeah. I mean, you you said it. I mean, I can quote that movie. You can. I love it. It puts us... I have a smile on my face the entire time. Police Constable Nicholas Angel, born and schooled and... Great movie. <laughs> What's your favorite movie music moment? Um, I think when we did this, we said... I think three things. We picked, like, a musical, we picked, um, like, a needle drop, and we picked score. You can say whatever you want. Well, I have very similar answers to that. Cool. So, my first one is the opening of Nocturnal Animals, uh. which has <laughs> one of my favorite scores of the previous decades. It's It makes me think of a Hitchcock yeah. film score. It's classical, and it works with the material, and it's... The first song is juxtaposed with this art exhibit that's obese women. In patriotic attire. Yeah. Well, and also they're naked. I shouldn't say attire. I should say hats. <laughs> little, little flags and cowboy boots. But they're completely at ease mm-hmm. with themselves. And it, it doesn't feel exploitative. It feels empowering. Mm-hmm. And it's hypnotic. Yeah. And it, it really lends to, like, what you see in um, Amy Adams's character by the, like, her introduction and, like, what she considers to be art and what she is putting out there for people. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Second favorite musical moment is the crescendo of music during the sex montage and shame. <laughs> it, I mentioned the haunted look on Michael's face yeah. when he's climaxing and is when he's having sex, but at the same time, there's this, the score is this high-pitched string haunting. Yeah, I mean, also, it might as well look like he's having his leg amputated. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not enjoying it Mm-mm. whatsoever. I think Roger Ebert said he would never be able to watch that movie again. I watched it twice in one week. <laughs> <laughs> and your review was, starting the year off with Michael Fassbender's Swing in Pain. <laughs> Big Swing in Pain. <laughs> I rang in the new year. <laughs> and then uh, to have some, end with some uplift, the Sailing for Adventure number in Muppets Treasure Island. Mm. The songs of that movie are so funny and so much fun. That song in particular breaks the fourth wall. They're singing about going out on the high seas for the first time. I, I don't get how it's breaking the fourth wall. Oh, like there were. Because they're singing about <laughs> pirates. And then there's also... Rats on vacation watching the filming of the movie. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with that one. It's great. I'm sorry. What's the one song that you kept singing from their Christmas carol all of December? Oh. Feels like Christmas? Was that the one you were singing? Was it? It's the opening number. Opening-ish. Oh. Here comes Mr. Humbug. Here comes Mr. Humbug. Yeah. Here, Here comes, comes Mr. Grimm. I like that song. Da, 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 da. There I also some... like the Grateful Heart song that he sings at the end. Mm-hmm. There are some good songs for those movies. 
Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm more familiar with that one. Yeah. Question number nine. What is a movie everyone hates but you love? Funny answer. All my friends hate it, but I like it a lot. Literally, all my friends hate it, except for Kevin. He's the only other person who likes it, and I saw it with him. It's the film Drive. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've had anyone... It is a celebrated like film, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are wrong, but that's yeah. okay. Hmm. Oscar Isaac's name is Standard. <laughs> that's not a fucking name. <laughs> his first name is Stan, and his last name is Dirt. No, his first name is Standard. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> that's not a name! I know. <laughs> uh, question number ten. What is a movie everyone loves, but you hate? Do you think you would could guess what I'm stressed out after that Fincher okay. question. <laughs> uh Ron Howard's Grinch with Jim Carrey. Oh. I don't get it. <laughs> I've seen it many times. My girlfriend loves it. It's a perfect her, movie. Her family Your loves girlfriend it. Has taste. <laughs> and my brain leaks out my ear. I like I the idea it. that you're gonna be subjected to it every year. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Should have her on the podcast to talk about it. Uh, question number 11, what is your favorite movie based on a true story? Seven, Brad Pitt really killed Kevin Spacey. Oh my god! And gosh. that's why he's never been seen oh, since. Oh my god, wow. Uh, actual answer, uh, Big Short. Oh, I was thinking about that movie today. I just love that movie. I mean, with the stock thing. No, I just was like vibing. And I <laughs> what was I thinking? I think I was thinking about Brad Pitt. And I was thinking about when he, um... Just all of his shit. All of his shit. I got a colonic coming up, boys. He's Wrap this up. fascinating. And I, I get stuck in my head that line of that cute little boy. Where he goes, J.P. Morgan Chase! J.P. Morgan Chase! <laughs> when they're in the uh, lobby. Him and Finn Whitrock. Uh-huh. I wish I knew both their names. I'm sorry, boy from the Umbrella Academy. Guy with the glasses? Yeah. Moneyball. Hey, they're both Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis knows how to find things. Michael Lewis? The writer. Book. Did he write Moneyball? I think so. I, I don't like and sports. And he wrote The Blind Side. Hmm. Yeah. He likes money and sports. I... D <laughs> Sometimes he combines them to make money ball. But money I don't... <laughs> the big short. The blind side. The money ball blind short. I do not like sports too much. And money ball is palatable for me. <laughs> and my final answer is catch me if you can. That movie's a fun time. That movie's a really good one. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Last question. Question number 12. What is a movie that holds a special place in your heart? So both of these are films that I would watch often at my grandparents' houses while I stayed with them. The first film is with my dad's parents. Home Alone 3. Oh, I love Home Alone 3. They have it. They had it recorded on a VHS tape. Mm -hmm. And we would watch it over and over again. It's a and good one. It's so silly, but I have some... I love booby traps. My mom could talk about me setting up booby traps in the house, and that's probably where it came from. I love watching a kid make a cool Rube Goldberg torture yeah, machine. Yeah, a Rube to... Goldberg torture, torture machine is a really good way to phrase it. <laughs> it was so satisfying. I've had a weird line from that movie stuck in my head all my life, and I don't know why it existed, but it also felt so uniquely childish, like a child would describe it. And I remember mm -hmm. being a kid and watching it and being like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And now when I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Do you remember when um, 
Alex is talking about, like, it's like he's spying for, like, the first or second time, and he's talking about how he sees the robbers in the neighbor's house, and he's explaining it to his parents, and he's like, and I saw another robber, and he was wearing butt inspection gloves, and I was like, what in the <laughs> fuck are butt inspection gloves? But, like, it makes sense that, like, rubber gloves mm-hmm. are for that purpose. Wild. I lost my bread in San Francisco. I love that. <laughs> Ugh. That one, yeah, that, that movie's got a good score. It's scary. Those robbers are scary. It's tense, yeah. The fact that it's like a whole group of them and, you know, it's so, so early aughts of like the microchip that's mm-hmm. in the bread. We have to get the USB. It's not even that. It's like a chip. And got Scarlett Johansson. It does have Scarlett. Yeah. And then my second answer is a film that I would watch at my mom's mom's house is The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah. 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 I is know there that movie front to back? So I was thinking about that movie. Is yeah. there a long fencing scene in that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that I would do while watching the movie. You would fence? Oh, I didn't have, I didn't have a lance or whatever they're called. No, uh-huh. I would watch the movie in our living room and the part where she like runs up to the tree and like kicks off of it like a wall kick. Mm-hmm. I would do that to our fireplace. And I would just be, like, miming, and I would I do that whole fencing sequence. I don't know why, I just thought I was in the movie. <laughs> it's a pretty epic fight. It's really good, it? yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's nothing like the fight, the sword fight in the first Pirates of the Caribbean. No. And yet, I think about it. Like, they're, they kind of remind me of one another. Cinematically, it's on par. Yeah. But it is 11-year-old girls, like, <laughs> but at the, summer camp. The stakes are high. The stakes are high. It's so good. I love that movie. Have you seen the Onion article that... Where scientists finally forced to put Lindsay Lohan clone to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a wild thing to learn as a kid that there weren't two Lindsay Lohans, especially because we were lied to our whole childhood with Full House, and thinking there was only one Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they did on the first several seasons. Yeah, they would swap them out, right? Or they no, just... they did that the whole time. But the tr- the credits. In Full House began as saying Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen, so you thought it was one person. Wow. They were trying to get away with it and just be like, that's her whole name, it's long. And Why did they do that? Uh, I, I think they didn't want to, like, shatter people's belief and all that stuff. They wanted to, oh. to to just keep it like, no, there's only one, but you need two to, to do that because there's so little child labor laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, I like it too. Okay, Daniel, we've neared the end of your episode. Which means we begin our classroom, as always, with the questionnaire that was used with such great effect by Bernard Pivot for 26 years. It's the Bernard Pivot questionnaire from Inside the Actors Studio. I understand it was made famous by Bernard himself, but I think of it as the James Lipton questionnaire. Um, These are the ten questions that he would begin his classroom sessions with in all of his interviews. Are you familiar with that? You read his book. I did. Yes. So here we go with question number one. What is your favorite word? Orphanage. Really? The orphan. I, no, okay. that, that's a joke answer. <laughs> that's a horrible, that's the worst line of the show, <laughs> except for the Samuel Seabury stuff. <laughs> My name is Samuel Seabury, and I would like to present... The Orphanage. <laughs> the Orphanage. I established the first... <laughs> Anyways. What's your favorite word? I struggled with this question because I don't know if I have a favorite word per se, but so the answers that I have more are more so to do with 
the definite the meanings of the word okay. and not so much as saying them. So my two answers are learn and curiosity. Oh. Because I just I think okay curiosity. I like that one. Curiosity. That's a good word. And meaningful. Question number two: What is your least favorite word? Squirt. Ew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a soda called it. I think the soda's fun. I, I wonder who in their right mind chooses that at a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a little squirt? You said that Eric I, Andre, I think right? I knew someone who like got that when we were on a road trip, and I was like, "You, you would." <laughs> There's, there's a bunch of words that, unfortunately, because of my maturity level, I can't unassociate them with their sexual mating. Mm. So, like, come. I, you can't associate? I, I can't. With anything other? What you, I, I'm confused. So if you're saying, come over to my house, I want to show you something. Oh, you don't like when people say come over? I, I don't dislike it. Mm. I, my stupid brain, I can't not think about sex. I think sometimes in movies it really really drives me nuts when characters say I'm coming. It's like <laughs> just say I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I'm thinking of a specific line in Twilight where Edward's leaving her and she goes I'm coming and it's like <laughs> Bella. There's this Steven Soderbergh movie called The Limey starring Terrence Stamp and he plays a, a British gangster and there's this moment where he says Tell them I'm fucking coming! <laughs> and he's he, he's coming after some bad guys, but that... <laughs> he's going after some bad guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Question number three. What turns you on? Intelligence. Mm. My friend's laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When your intelligent friends laugh is what you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get one! Okay, fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. What turns you off? Hmm. Entitlement. Mm. I see that for you. I also see vanity. Yeah, I feel like those go hand in hand. Or for yourself, time wasting. I don't know. I'm just, I'm reading, I'm reading into you. (laughs) (laughs) I do do get very antsy. Kayleen does too. I've noticed it. Not doing things? I I feel like Kayleen, she wants stuff done within a specific timeline. And Kayleen, when you listen to this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like I've noticed that about you. I'm sorry, but you both know it's because you're Virgos, right? <laughs> What's our, our waxing moon sign? I need to know. I asked you this. I asked you what time you were born, and you said, I don't know. I don't know. So how am I supposed to get your birth chart if you don't tell me? <laughs> Might I say that when my niece was born, I immediately plugged all that shit in. <laughs> so she's a double Capricorn. A double Capricorn. Yeah. What does the double mean? Uh, like, that's her fire sign, and it's her, her um, moon sign. Anything in... I'm re- sorry, that's her rising sign, and it's her moon sign. Any retrograde level? You have to look at your whole chart, and you have to understand. <laughs> you also have to know. <laughs> I could really help you. <laughs> help me help you. <laughs> well, well, you're going home tomorrow. Ask your mother what time you were born. Okay, I will. Need a ballpark. Um, question number five. What sound or noise do you love? Rainfall. Mm. And the smell? Do you like that smell? No. Okay. I don't dislike it. Sometimes I like it, but my favorite thing is a gentle rain hitting the side of the house while you're sitting in your living room and there's a fire going and you're yeah. sitting in an armchair and you have a book in your hand and a cat on your lap. I love having the capacity to put that on YouTube. 
Yes. I love that. Yeah. So nice. Question number six. What sound or noise do you hate? This is a very specific noise, but do you know the the gray metal mailboxes that have multiple... Uh, like where you can open them? Yeah, yeah. And there's multiple... Are you talking about like the rectangular ones, kind of like a safety deposit box? Yeah. I'm thinking of like a whole, like a real mailbox. Let me sh let me find. I know one. exactly what you're talking about. I don't want to hear the sound. The idea of scraping against it, I I have sensitive ears, mm -hmm. and it makes my skin crawl yeah. so much. It hurts me. Yeah. Question number seven. What is your favorite curse word? What do you think? Fuck my ass. <laughs> you say that a lot. I do say that a lot. My old roommate, Malcolm, he had a great one. Shit on my dick! Ew. <laughs> but I, I... The word cunt... Oh, yeah. ...is so magical. I love it. Those consonants, they're they're hard. That was Robin Williams' favorite one. Was it? Mm -hmm. I believe nice. so. Either it was that or it was his actual favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Carpentry. Hmm. The ability to make stuff yourself, I love the idea of that. I love hearing about your dad doing all those projects. I don't, I don't know where he learned it. It's really... Did his dad teach him, or...? Teach? No, I just... But I, I believe that he probably knew how to do all of that, too. I'm, I'm sure it had to do with, like, living in the fire station, because my dad was a fireman, and, like, you go to the firehouse, and all of their beds were so cool. They had, like, these raised beds with really cool shit, like, built into the wall just to, like, for conveniences and all that stuff. Um, mm. But, yeah, that man has built a boat. He built me. So Jesus. many things. He built a boat? He built a boat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, redone every house we've lived in. It's it's pretty much ruined my expectations. Um, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had the desire to learn that much. I mean, you built your desk. That desk? Like you assembled it? <laughs> no, not really. Oh. It was already built. It, I, I just think it's so cool, and ha having the experience of buildings, assisting the, the, in the construction of so many theater sets, mm -hmm. that yeah. was really cool. So you, you've got the basics. Yeah. Like, you feel like you would be at home or understand what to get if you went to Home Depot? Yeah, I think so. My ideal situation would be kind of like how I... I've been getting into cooking more and more mm -hmm. is where I have the the chance to fail, but it's okay and there's yeah. no consequences where I'm figuring stuff out how to do it. And okay, maybe what I'm building won't be perfect. There must be a subscription box for that too. Probably. <laughs> where they'll send you like how to make a clock. <laughs> Toolbox. I, if that doesn't already exist, you're on your way, kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that, that would be so cool. That would be. I wish I had the budget to do that. I think you could get into DIYing. Maybe. Yeah. Is she coming? I hear the clickety-clack. Is she coming up? the kickety-cat. Come here, baby. Question number nine. What profession other than your own would you not like to attempt? I think anything in the medical field would be too... <laughs> would be too stressful. Have you always felt that way, or is this more in the past year? More in the past year, but for not for the reason you're expecting. Not 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 because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. where obviously everyone in the medical field is being pushed to the absolute maximum. But I feel like I've learned more about myself in the sense of 
how hard I take failure. Mm. And while I've been able to accept that more, I don't want to kill someone by doing yeah by doing that. That'd be really. I hard. like having the ability to fail and not have someone die. Mm. What was your answer when you did this? I, my answer is really a cop out because it's like no one would make me. But I, it has been my answer for my whole life. I, I would never be able to work in, like, a slaughterhouse mm. or a factory farm or anything like that. Like, I almost tear up every time I drive the I-5. <laughs> I really can't handle it. <laughs> drive past all the cows. Yeah. So, it's a pretty cheesy, simple answer. I wouldn't want to do that either. It makes me think, like, I wouldn't even want to work on a farm. Like, when we watched um, Far From the Madden Crowd, like, if my dog killed all my sheep, I wouldn't put my dog down. <laughs> But I also wouldn't be able to deal with all my sheep dying. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, our last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I have four fake answers. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Wa-wa-wee-wa. <laughs> nice one, Doris. I That's have a chair. chair. <laughs> That's my second one. Nice one, Doris. <laughs> Third one. Oh, shit, it's my looper. <laughs> Fourth one, bit of a cunt, huh? <laughs> and uh, my real answer is, you did good, pig. Really? <laughs> I don't know. That's really sweet. I like how all of them were movie related, but you actually want God to say the line from Babe. Is that from Babe? I haven't seen it. It is from Babe. Are there any dead animals in Babe? I would hope not. Yeah, there are. Oh, not watching it. It's actually a, I believe it's a sheep. No. More, oh. more sheep violence. No. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I, I mean, uh, those were all solid. Oh shit, it's my looper. Is this now my answer? <laughs> <laughs> Said in that you have to say, it, it can't just be, oh shit, oh, it's, shit it's my, my looper. I don't like science. Oh, I know what we're watching as soon as we're done. I do too. I'm excited. Um, Courtney, thank you so much for taking the hosting duty. Cheers. It's, it's it was tiring. Sure, I'm Dave But you you nailed it. I and, did. Uh, before we go, would you like to plug anything? No. Well, I'm gonna plug something for Courtney. You should check out the podcast she's on called We Explain Movies, and you should follow her on Letterbox to be keeping track of her. Right now, Sundance movie reviews. Sundance! Sundance, it's happening right now. And I've been lucky to see some of the films that Courtney purchased. Yeah, it's been nice to watch them with you. It's been a fun time. I mean, I would plug Sundance, but it's over by mm -hmm. the time this comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe the, the, when it ends, I'll have more to plug. But that's all for now. Thank you for listening. You should, you should follow all of us on Letterboxd. Yes. But, uh... Check out Daniel first. What's your, is your name, are you changing it still? It's still the same. How do you search people on Letterboxd? Is it by first name or username? I mean, if you have your full name, then it's... I think my name. full name is on there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's letterboxd.com slash Clueless, and then you can find all of us there, including the boys from Take 3 Movie Podcast. And you should check out their podcast. You should. Too. Check out all the podcasts. But this has been another episode of... Is this Super Serious Movie Man? I don't even know anymore. I would think so. One of my podcasts, the movie one. Thank you for listening.